Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How do we break down that game? And how do you even begin to to focus in on the most insane game of football I have I have seen at Stamford Bridge in a, in a very long time? I think Ajax, Aston Villa, it probably come close. Chelsea 4, Manchester City 4. Another game that doesn't bring Chelsea a massive home win, but does leave us all feeling very optimistic about the future under Pochettino and very optimistic and energised. More so than the Arsenal one, because of course Chelsea threw away a two-goal lead there. This was a lot back and forth. Chelsea twice in that second half had to come from a goal down to to reclaim a point. And of course, there is a lot of officiating shenanigans from the usual suspect uh, that unfortunately dampened one of the best Premier League games we've ever seen. I mean, Chelsea have given the Premier League two of the greatest games, not, not only of this season, but of recent years. And to see Chelsea score eight goals in two games, I mean, what what has happened? What what is in the water? It's it's a bit insane given how many games last season and even this season so far you expect Chelsea are going to struggle to either create a, a good enough opportunity to score. So there is a lot to take in, a lot to assess. And of course, now we go into an international break where maybe we can reflect a little bit more. My general analysis is once again, I think we've picked the right coach in Mauricio Pochettino. Um, I think he's a coach who... I think there were some concerns about his tactical maybe approach and, and given that he, it was actually quite a while ago when he was doing his thing with Spurs and maybe the game has kind of evolved since then. But I think what you've seen in the big game so far this season is that he very much can go toe-to-toe with the best in this league. Jurgen Klopp, Mikel Arteta absolutely rolled over Ange Postacoglu with some concerns on Monday, but we did still win 4-1. And of course, today, the best, the best coach in, in world football, the best coach arguably of all time in Pep Guardiola, given City problems that they haven't had in a long time. I mean, I know they've lost so far this season, but to concede four goals, to score four goals against this Man City side. And I think the XG was, I, I'll get expected Chelsea up here. I think the XG that Chelsea had was, was one of the highest that Man City have conceded since here we go since 1718 man city have conceded more than three xg in just two games against chelsea in june 2020 which is, of course was frank lampard and we won 2-1 and then against chelsea today so you know pep has, has had his fair share of problems against chelsea in recent years and these are stats and these are numbers that can't just be swept under the rug they you know it's not just the fact that there's just this game and it's it, you know chelsea suddenly turned up in a big game there is a pattern here and there is so much with individual players, the output of this team, the resilience of this team too is something that has to be noted today because a lot went against them today. 
And it could have been easy, especially when that Rodri deflected goal goes in for the game to just peter out and maybe even City score another one and we walk away feeling very depressed and it's all another, uh, you know, woe is me story and getting the violins out about how uh, we were so close, but, you know, yet so far. And the fact that the team again went for that equaliser, I think is a really, really positive sign. It's something that I think from a character point of view, Chelsea fans should be very, very optimistic about and and, and infused by that we, we have that spirit within this team quite early on under Pochettino. And because you can't up against the level of opponent that Man City are, to expect to win, I think, is is unrealistic. I know City have lost to Wolves. They have lost to Arsenal, but they still are Manchester City. They still won the treble last year. You know, I think it's it's a bit arrogant to to assume a win, but it's not arrogant or demanding too much to expect that Chelsea can hurt and bloody the nose of Man City, which they absolutely did today, um, bar winning. And, and you know, th- there are reasons for that. Some of those self-inflicted, some of those not self-inflicted. And, you know, that in itself is is of great irritation. But I think, again, as we head into this international break, you you can only feel inspired. And I think the crowd was incredible loudest i've heard stanford bridge in a very long time and even walking out the ground people were still inspired there were you know chants going down the fulham road and i think people can sense what's going on you know you don't even have to be a biased chelsea fan you know as a, just a chelsea connected person to see what's going on there are so many you know pundits analysts who i respect who are saying something's going on at chelsea and you can clearly see something being built it, it's i think the big thing that I come back to is not games like today which are wonderful which are exhilarating and of course they're always going to get Stanford Bridge up if Chelsea are playing well it's those kind of games the Brentford the Bournemouth the games we have dropped points in silly points where we have to get better in because unfortunately all the things we've done positive in big games have been undermined by those results that mean that the table doesn't look the way it probably should look for Chelsea and that's what Pochettino has to build to make this team even better is is to win those games and find a way to to not you know replicating the performance psychologically and just it is always going to be very difficult but we need to start winning the the bankable home games because then these result results will feel even more important because you can't win all the big games but if you can stay undefeated but then win the games you're supposed to i think you end up in a better position so yeah i mean i think that the, the starting 11 was not surprising. You know, we, we've kept on going back on this. You know, Pochettino has a very settled starting 11 now, or especially a group of players that he just trusts implicitly week in, week out. Robert Sanchez, I think we can throw Reese James into that now. He's returned, especially Dezassi, who's who's now a first teamer. Thiago Silva, Levi obviously wasn't available, but Marco Carrera, I think, is now thrown himself into that group you know with a redemption arc we we haven't seen in some time Enzo Casado Gallagher and then Palmer Jackson and Sterling Arvin and Kukurea coming in for Levi Colwell um it was identical to the team that started against Spurs and um I thought the game started in wonderful fashion I thought the intensity of Chelsea the way we're able to turn the ball over I think as a team as a unit the way we hunt in packs is 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 what Stamford Bridge needs I, th- I think that I think it may have been Chelsea Youth and some others said this, you know, it's, it, it, it feels, you know, so much more Chelsea and so much more natural for us to, especially at home, sort of go for these kind of slugfests where you're kind of uh, throwing blows at the opposition constantly and it kind of is a little bit chaotic and that's what can break City as wonderful of a team as they are and as talented. They're, they're still going to win the Premier League title this season, I'm pretty sure of it, but because they're so structured, because they're so disciplined, because they have um, such a set way of playing, 
throwing them into the chaos. And it that's not a simple thing. It, it should be stated that to score four, four goals to do that to Man City is not some sort of simple thing that, you know, Chelsea um, exposed, but everyone else could. You need a level of, of tactical approach and you need a level of, of player to do that. How actually isolated Erling Haaland was for for a lot of the second half, really, when you think about it. And, you know, that is that is a ridiculous football player. So from from the way we turn over the ball, from those kind of those, those things that we have seen regularly, especially in bigger games so far this season, how our fullbacks are really intense. I love the intensity of Marco Correa, even though I was concerned he was going to get a second yellow, that he's, you know, he's he's very much integral to that. How quickly one, two touch football that we saw building in preseason has been brought into this, into the, into the competitive stuff. And, you know, whether it's Cole Palmer finding himself in those central areas, whether it's Raheem Sterling, who was, ridiculous today he really was I still have some concerns about his tracking back but from an offensive point of view he had Carl Walker you know begging for him to go off you know begging for the game to end and again we're talking about Carl Walker here an exceptional defender who very rarely struggles one-on-one one of the best in the world in his position and has been for some time and of course he you know was heavily involved with Chelsea today it's, it's about individual quality, but it also is about the unit looking so ferocious and just fearless. Again, these are, again, you know, I hate sometimes to go to very basic words, but it, it kind of feels like what Chelsea did against Arsenal and City was, was similar and just things that are just basics that we just haven't seen from this Chelsea side or just the Chelsea side at Stamford Bridge or in big games for quite a while, it feels like, you know, just to lose meekly or to go down 1-0 when Chelsea this time feel confident that when they when they go out there, whoever it is, when you're playing the best team in the world, you can expose them. And um, I think that's a credit to Pochettino who quite clearly, like Tuchel did, I think we should have full confidence in big games by the evidence so far this season, he has a good tactical plan. I think it's the those other games that we will have more concerns about, but I think that's a fair point. The shame of it was the the first period of the game where Chelsea looked so exceptional and, and looked like they could hurt City was undermined by an officiating error. And um, I don't want to spend the whole review talking about an individual who I don't think deserves it, but I would say I think Chelsea need to act a little bit like Liverpool here and really pressure the whether it's the Premier League or the PGMOL to make sure that that official is is not officiating a game for Chelsea for at least the rest of the season. We saw what happened post the Spurs Liverpool game earlier this season and what Liverpool were able to accomplish. Um, again, there'll be some people who, who oppose it. Maybe it sets a dangerous precedent, but we're talking about an official who nearly a decade now of very costly decisions and errors and whether their errors intentional or not is not really for me to say all I can see in front of me is a very very poor official someone who should be nowhere near games of this level and speaks to the again the absolute farce and embarrassment that is the PGMOL and the standard of officiating that that someone like that is able to even when he gets demoted a week later be gifted gifted with games like Chelsea versus Man City it shouldn't even be close um, and that, and that, it's it's hard not to get emotional about it as Pochettino did post-game which I think a lot of us like to see and he sort of calmed himself down but um, it's just unacceptable and it, I think it did it cost Chelsea at least one goal because I don't think the first one's a penalty I think it's super soft Haaland's grabbing Kukurea. Um it's another one that you go to VAR and say are the laws of the game really that correct given that situation even if the laws of the game may very specific uh, specifically state that that actually is a penalty but I just even watching it back several times sure the corner for the uh, Akanji equalizer isn't a corner but the defending from that is woeful 
The third goal is not a handball. The fourth goal is a is a defection. But there were many other moments within the game where that official, who I'm just not going to name because I'm just I'm just sick and tired of speaking about him. Still, just it's it's an embarrassment. It really is. But the way Chelsea responded to those setbacks that could have really derailed the game was phenomenal. I thought for the equaliser, I mean, it comes originally from a, a Reese James free kick that's well saved by Edison. But then lovely to see us score from a corner. How much Chelsea waste corners is is remarkable. But to see a corner routine that works out that effectively in Thiago, I mean, I know he, he, the deflection later on in the game. Uh, hurts his performance a little bit but it's just absolutely insanity that this man is nearly 40 years old and he is he is playing to this level against some of the the most ferocious players in this game and he is still performing at such a high level and again I'll apologize for for doubting him earlier in the year but he is he is the the Benjamin Button of football as, as Tuchel so rightly said and, and an absolute legend at this club and, and legend of football but it was a brilliant header it reminded me almost of a JT goal from from down the years a Frank you know corner there, there was a little bit of that and you know it just got Chelsea right back into the game and the energy of the crowd and the way the players utilize that energy consistently um was brilliant to see and the fact that Chelsea were just yeah we're, we're going for your throats and we're not we're not scared about Man City we're going to keep going for you the second goal, sure, part of it is uh, Vardial making an error, but seeing that combo down the right of, of Palmer and Reese today was was really lovely. Um, it's something I spoke about a few weeks ago, and it's nice to see it start to come to you know reality. And the fact that Reese is is back contributing and, and Sterling at the back post, I mean that has been his bread and butter for most of his career. But to score against Man City, of of course, is very special for him. I think he wanted to celebrate a lot more, and I think Nicholas Jackson was trying to encourage him to celebrate more. Uh, but, but Sterling was a, I mean, I think I, I put a poll up, I'll get it up now. I put a poll on my community page in terms of who you thought was mad at a match. And looking at the most recent numbers that I have, Sterling is out there with 58%. And um, there are some criticisms of Sterling, I think valid ones, you know, in terms of his tracking back at times just hasn't been good. And um, I, I think that is a, a fair criticism. But going the opposite direction, he is a changed man this season under Mauricio Pochettino. And he, there are just times when he takes that ball and he starts running where you think he can take on a whole team. And he scores the um, the second goal for Chelsea. His involvement late on in the game was, was impressive too. Just all round, Carl Walker had a nightmare and Carl Walker is a sensational footballer. So... Raheem Sterling is my man of the match um, and to see his experience really telling I think in these games is, is exactly what you wanted from him this season and I said as much at the start of the year that I think he'll play more football than people expect and it's very hard to take him out the team because he is producing like he, he just is like it's very hard to argue against numbers I have my concerns about his at times sluggish tracking back we saw it against Spurs we saw it against Brentford arguably today as well you can feel you can criticize him for that but going in the opposite direction he's an impactful player which makes it difficult for Mikhail Mudrik to get in the team but that's the battle you want out there I think my one criticism serious criticism for a Chelsea player today uh, is Enzo Fernandez. I just don't think he was good enough on the ball that's a shame because I think that midfield has been doing a lot of good things and but Enzo I think simply needs to be better in these games you know we paid a lot of money for him and I expect this is the level of game he needs to be elevated to. And I don't think, I think it said a lot that, you know, when he made the sub to take Enzo off and Enzo was at times very costly for us of giving the ball away and then not having the speed to, to get back on transition. 
um i i think enzo and enzo just you know it's, it's that thing i always said about fabregas and it's the criticism i have of players like Jorginho right down the years i can accept a level of a, a lack of mobility at times if you are threading the needle if you are playing passes that few players can if you're actually making a, a difference and unfortunately Enzo just isn't really doing that for me it's not to say that he's had no good performances this season it's not to say that he's done at Chelsea you know nothing extreme like that but I just don't think he was very good today and I think that should we should just be honest about that right and you know if you compare his performance to Conor Gallagher who a lot of people told me last season should never play for Chelsea again you know, it's incomparable at the moment in terms of the level of importance that Conor Gallagher has to the Chelsea team compared to Enzo Fernandez. Like Conor is head and shoulders the best Chelsea player right now. Sterling's up there with him. Cole Palmer's up there with him. But I think there's a stat as well that Conor Gallagher currently leads with uh, four assists more than any Chelsea player managed in the entirety of last season. His shot from distance, really good shot. And it was, you know, the, the third goal itself was amazing for Nicholas Jackson great for Jackson to score a goal like that in that moment because some people were dismissing his hat-trick against Spurs because of the circumstances but to score in that moment when Chelsea desperately needed a goal and to score it like a poacher and to have that composure to, to be alert at that moment I know people have been criticizing Jackson for his lack of sort of proper striker movement clinical striker movement was a big moment personally for him again and I think was wonderful to see but that came from Conor Gallagher sh taking a shot from distance which unfortunately Chelsea midfielders don't haven't been doing that much uh, and, it, and it led to Chelsea's third goal absolute bedlam and we had the gusto chance I mean you do think I mean he takes it with his left and you do think if Reese is on the pitch there I have a lot more confidence that Reese is at least hitting the target and we've seen him from that position in front of the Harden lower him absolutely rifled out into the top corner against the likes of um, Juventus and AC Milan so some criticism there but I you know it was such it was so brutal the way Chelsea were then behind again by a Rodri deflection I mean Silver it's one of those where you, you look at the replay I think Sanchez has that I thought Sanchez had a very good game for Chelsea today uh, the save he made from Haaland in the first half some other saves too I thought you know he, he was commanding again and I, I, you know, I don't think last season's goalkeeper is saving that Haaland shot personally um, in the first half so it was so brutal and this is the the mad thing about this game we're, we're 17 minutes into this review and it just really felt like a kick in the teeth and it felt like Chelsea We'd had chances where, you know, Cole Palmer nearly scored one of the best goals of the season where he literally ran through the whole Man City team and you thought he has to finish that. You know, we'd had other moments of, of nearly moments and there was just a concern that City with their experience had kind of undermined Chelsea and we were going to be walking away from another big game feeling regret. But again, the fact that Chelsea didn't let those those setbacks really impact them and completely derail their their confidence. You know, we brought Breuer on. We, had, of course, brought, brought Gusto on as well. Mikhailo Mudrik had an involvement in the second goal. And, uh, sorry, the third goal for Jackson. Sterling's ball for Breuer is incredible. I've watched it back again. You don't really notice it in live. I, you know, it's not the, the, the best ball we've ever seen, but the composure in that moment, because he could have actually gone for the overlap of Gusto. But the fact that he finds that pass, it's, it's such an unchelsea pass. And then Breuer... To have that, uh, you know, just the presence to touch it down. And I think it was Diaz, wasn't it? Who goes flying in. We get the penalty and just narrative, expected narrative so high that Cole Palmer in the dying moments absolutely smashes the penalty home. Another penalty goal for Cole Palmer. Cole Palmer, I thought, got better as the game went on. I was a little bit concerned the game was maybe a little bit too much for him in the first half felt like he was trying to prove himself a little bit too much but in the second half especially when Enzo came off and Palmer played more central Chelsea looked again 
like they were going to hurt City and Palmer's a big buy for Chelsea and I was I'll hold my hands up again you know I was critical of the signing or I was concerned that he would just be lost in a shuffle but to see given this is a guy who didn't have a lot of experience or, or Premier League minutes in his legs has come in and very quickly become one of Pochettino's and Chelsea's best and most important players for such a young player too to have so much pressure on his shoulders in that moment it speaks to a very strong character. It really does. And that's that's the thing I keep on coming back to when people have been arguing about experience within this team. And I, I think some of it is maybe valid, but, you know, we had a lot of experience last year, but the character of those players does not match the character of these group of players. And, you know, I will take naivety and a lack of experience in the long term if those players have a better character and can and can respond to moments of adversity compared to last season's team who had older players who had experienced players but the moment anything went went against that team there was no coming back and we all knew it so that the that's why i think there needs to be nuance in that conversation and these moments right here this this period is is experience for these players all these players are experiencing this right now and, it, and it's big moments, big developments, I think, for Pochettino. So we all come to, I think, the end where, sure, I think there is a little bit of disappointment that Chelsea, from a defensive point of view, there were lapses in concentration. I don't think the attacker to blame for once for Chelsea today of, of being wasteful. I actually think it's the mistakes defensively where we were hit on transition, especially the third goal. I thought was so poor to give away after half time. Just to concede it literally before the half t- uh, time whistle went in. You know, even if that's not a corner, I thought inside our six yard box and header in so comfortably was was really really poor and um you know the third the sorry the fourth goal you lose track of goals in this game the fourth goal was of course a, a deflection and, and maybe there were some other chances that city should have taken but you i think you have to kind of understand who you're kind of coming up against with man city they are an incredible team and they will create opportunities against you and it's just about that balancing act that risk reward that pochettino went for it as well in that second half it did remind me a little bit of that lampard 2020 game where i think frank made a very proactive decision when i think the game may have been one one at the time and i felt pochettino did similar And he nearly lost the game. But I think it worked out for Chelsea in the end. And that's what I want to see from a Chelsea head coach. I don't, in those situations, I don't want to see the timid, uh, let's just be so scared about what the opposition are doing. It's not that you naively don't care about what the opposition are doing. No smart coach in world football does that. But it's about, I think, appreciating and understanding in certain moments when the game is the way it is, when you could could sense the whole crowd, and I think the players could sense themselves, and probably City, City players could sense themselves, that they were there for the taking. There was a fragility there and Chelsea had to go for it today. And sure, it didn't lead to three points, but I think it did lead to a very, very effective performance, one of our best in, in, in recent years. And to score four goals against this City side cannot be sniffed at. And I think we should go into that game against Newcastle after the break with a lot of confidence, with the knowledge that Christopher Nkunku is nearly here as a Chelsea fan that's very exciting, along with what we've seen so far. So I hope I've summarised that game, that absolutely insane game, to the best of my ability i probably haven't because my voice is is gone and and there was so much to cover throughout that game but we have the international break to reflect on it thank you guys for watching you can follow me on across socials at son of chelsea and i'll see you again very soon all the best sports social podcast network